What's up, guys? My name is Darren Richardson, and I have decided to start a brand new podcast called An Athlete's Vision. Through this podcast, I hope to be able to allow athletes to come on here and just explain a little bit about their sport. This will be huge, and especially if you're a Clemson fan, because a lot of Clemson athletes hopefully will be able to just express and show their vision on the present, a little bit about the past and the future mainly to see where the athletic um, brand at Clemson is going, you know, and so that is huge for um, us in advancing as, you know, fans. I've always, as I've been little, I've always wanted to hear what athletes really thought when they were on the field court, whatever they were on, what did they think? How did they see this happening? What injury did they go through to bring them to where they are? What did they have to go through? And so with this, it's allowing us to understand not just from your main sports, but other sports as well, men and women's sports, to understand it takes a lot more. There's a lot more to do with all of this. And so here with us at the Athlete's Vision, that is what I want to do. Obviously, myself, I'm an athlete, but I'm invested in club athletics through and through, and I hope this will be able to help everyone understand just how deep it is for club athletics and not just the perspective of, you know, a football player, basketball player, baseball player, but even tennis, soccer. Your sports are not a big-time sport here. That's what I hope to do with the athlete's vision. So this is Athlete's Vision with Darian Richardson. So since this podcast is mainly about Clemson Athletics, I figured for the first um, inaugural podcast, we'll talk a little bit about just how, you know, Clemson Athletics has been as a whole, especially for, you know, winter sports and going into along with spring sports, has had a tremendous amount of success over, you know, the past couple of weeks. So I'm going a little bit of depth about how just overall athletics has been here at Clemson and just how important, you know, for fans to keep showing up day in, day out. Uh, for basketball, especially. Basketball, you know, lost P.J. Hall, lost Hunter Tyson. Huge pieces. I mean, can I explain how important P.J. Hall has been to Clemson basketball this year? Most approved player in ACC by far, all ACC caliber player, along with Hunter Tyson, who has been a huge piece um, for Clemson over the past couple years since he's been here. It's just been huge for um, both of them. But both of them being out, you know, took a big turn for the worst for Clemson. I um, lost a stretch of games. But then P.J. Hall gets hurt against Louisville. And then, you know, a lot of Clemson fans just think that the worst is about to happen, you know, about to keep just losing games. Well, you know, Chase Hunter stepped up in a big way. Uh, Nick Arsenal in a big way, Ian Shefflin, Ben Middlebrook, all them guys stepped up in a big way against these um, good ACC opponents, especially Wake Forest, who would definitely be a uh, March Madness team. And, you know, seeing that kind of gave fans a lot of hope. Now we're on a three-game win streak after, you know, dropping six, seven in a row. Um, we um, just be a very good Georgia Tech team who uh, beat us earlier in the year but we were down 12 in the second half 
huge comeback win. Uh, Nashville Hannon had a great game against them. Um, and this weekend we play a pretty good uh, Virginia Tech team. So if you have nothing else to do, just come out and support um, Clemson uh, men's basketball. Our women's basketball just finished their season up. I don't really see any, uh, obviously, postseason play for them this year, unfortunately. But, you know, they had a huge first-round win against Syracuse. I mean, during the regular season, we lost them by 40. So it was great to see them go in the AC tournament, win that first game, you know, and be able to try to keep that momentum riding through the rest of the tournament. Unfortunately, this is probably the least of Washington ever game at Clemson. One of the best players to ever come through Clemson. You know, she's going to be a stud in WNBA. And um, another thing about women's basketball, I feel like, just a little topic off topic about not just Clemson women's basketball, but overall women's basketball, is the game is growing for women's basketball. The only issue is, is with these major sports networks, they're not giving the fans, you know, any insight to these other teams. Only UConn is mainly the main media right now. You know, even South Carolina, who is great at women's basketball, isn't even getting the opportunity to really express, ESPN and them are not really expressing just how meaningful they are there. And so I feel like, you know, in order for that game to grow, it must be um, important for us as fans to push other sport programs, especially like your South Carolina, like your Tennessee. Obviously, Tennessee was good when Pat Summit was there, but now it feels like women's basketball has just UConn, 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 whereas, you know, it should be, you know, all of the good programs, NC State's having a good year. So I feel like women's basketball has got to grow in that sense. And it, I mean, it eventually will. Uh, moving over to baseball, baseball is 8-0 for the first time in a while. Um, you know, it's been great to uh, be able to sit there and watch the baseball games. Uh, huge play from uh, Caden Grice as always. You know, he's just a stud. I mean, truthfully, one of the best players in the country. Um, and there was a thing, a post, I believe it was on Instagram or Twitter, one of the two, and they came out and said Caden Grice is not a top 10 player in his class. I don't know who they've been watching, but, I mean, dude's a dog at first base. I mean, he even came out and pitched great against um, Indiana and got the win. So it's huge to see that. And obviously, he's definitely one of the best players. going to be all ACC this year, no doubt. Um, but, yeah. We get we we'll play a rivalry game this weekend against South Carolina, and you know it's been huge. It's gonna be huge if we can sweep them. Truthfully, um, going in South Carolina, beating them in um, Founders Park and Segra, that's huge. And so coming back to Clemson, it's gonna be a packed house here, um, 3 p.m. on Sunday, which is just incredible atmosphere here as always in Doug Kingsmore. And so it's been great to have fans back into the. Um, arenas i mean last year it was totally different there i mean even in football basketball but no matter what sport you went to there were just not a lot of fans and that really you know definitely you can feel like the fans are just happy to be back and that's huge and so i feel like everyone should come out on sunday especially and you know try to get us you know to hopefully we'll be 11 and 0 in a season Along with that, softball um, softball is ranked number ninth in the country. Huge performance by Valerie Cagle. I mean, she is probably 
the best player in the country. I mean, I don't even say that because I'm a Clemson fan or anything. She is an absolute monster. Like, I don't think people understand how good she is because she's over here pitching. But whenever she gets, you know, ready to bat, you had to pitch around her. If not, you leave something in her wheelhouse, it's a home run. You know, you don't want that. Like, she's – she will um, – obviously against Washington, she played really good. Um, and, you know, they give us a first ever top ten, top five win, matter of fact. And, you know, it's just great to, like, see how good softball has been, even just in year three and really year two because COVID year kind of cut it short. So, really, this is only their second year as, like, a full – hopefully a full season. So, it's been great to watch them along um, – with that, just how packed the games have been. If you've never been to a softball game here at Clemson, you just go by and it is packed every game. Midweek games are packed. You know, they are out there in the outfield with uh, chairs packed out. And so hopefully we get um, more seating out there. Uh, we uh, we have a big matchup coming up against Virginia Tech, which is huge uh, for our program in order to keep the momentum riding, keep just – wanting to get an ACC championship again. And, you know, last year kind of was a struggle having to go to Alabama. But, you know, hopefully this year we get to host a regional here in, um, I mean, Water Stadium, which will be huge. Um, men's and women's tennis both um, had ACC matchups coming up this weekend. Um, men's tennis has been um, really good, you know. Hopefully, you know, you can start off that season ACC play against Louisville and Notre Dame. 2-0, and, oh, and that'll be huge. You start 2-0. and oh. The least you want to do is 1-1. and one. You really don't want to start 0-2 on the year in ACC play. Um, you get those two big marquee wins, and you're good for the rest of the season, I feel like. So that's huge for the men's program to get those two wins. Uh, AC, uh, women's has two more tough challenges coming up this weekend after dropping the first two uh, matches. So hopefully they can go um, both go in this weekend and get two wins. Along with that, our soccer team. Our soccer team actually beat Greenville Triumph, which is a pro team here in Greenville. And, um, you know, I hope to get one of those guys from soccer on here one week and just talk a little bit about that national championship run. You know, that's probably one of the most incredible, like going from an eight seed, going in and winning, having to go to the number one seed all the way across the country. Just incredible how, you know, came back and won on uh, one PKs how and then not only that to see the new faces that are out there and just how good you know where are we expected to be obviously it's hard to go back to back but why not you know and so it'd be very interesting hopefully we can uh, find time to talk to one of the soccer players hopefully and next week we'll hopefully have one on and um you know they played North Carolina this weekend as well so if you ain't going to do this weekend, always on Saturday, come out and, you know, support soccer. Uh, women's soccer also started um, this uh, preseason. So um, I'll tell you, I only went, unfortunately, one, I think one or two soccer matches for women's last year. And they were huge matches. I mean, they were the big time matches. But uh, we went to the uh, Alabama and um, game against Clemson and soccer, women's soccer. and. I'll tell you, that game was, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. 
The only thing was is they, they scored in three minutes. And so this year is going to be a big season for, I feel like, the third team as a whole, but the Morris sisters are going to go, I mean, going to have a big season this year. Both of them are going to be very good for us again this year, as they always are. And so I'm expecting, you know, huge things from women's soccer this year. Hopefully keep make a little run in the postseason this year and, you know, keep going, uh, doing good things. Along with our track and field men's and women's. Now, a little bit of background on our track and field. So obviously they're going to cut the men's program. And um, they actually finished third in the ACC indoor. And, you know, they had, we had uh, three um, first place winners. So our four by 400 team placed first along with um, Daniel Cope on weight throw and Therese Roden on 800 meter. And, you know, Therese is also a part of that four by 400 relay team, which is huge. Coming in third, you know, it's like a bronze medal and I guess an Olympics would be considered. So to see how, you know, Clemson was about to really cut that program and then coming in third, that's huge. Our women's also placed ninth. So it's just been a great all-around time around uh, Clemson athletics. This is probably one of the best times of the year, in my opinion, because you have so many different, like, events going on at one time. Um, you know, next weekend, there's a whole lot of events. I mean, from softball to baseball to tennis, all will be here uh, next Saturday. So it's going to be very interesting to watch. Plus, it's March. March Madness is the best time of the year. Later on in the uh, next podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the tournaments that are going on, how they're doing, and just looking at March Madness, you know. And um, so this is, in my opinion, the best time of the year to get around and look at all the sports. Um, they're all mostly outdoors, so if you like outdoors, come out and support. Um, up next, I got um, interviewed with one of my good friends from Clemson Baseball and Outfielder, and we'll be talking a little bit just about how the season is going to go, um, the difference from last year to this year, and just what to expect from this year. I mean, obviously, you're on a hot start, but how do you keep that momentum riding? So we'll be back right after this. Hello, everybody. So I have a good friend of mine, JD, on here. What's up, JD? What's up? All right. So a lot of my main question to you is why Clemson? Why did you choose Clemson over other schools that were recruiting you? Um, I chose Clemson because uh, when I came here on my visit, it was uh, I really loved the coaches and I loved the facilities and uh, there's a great atmosphere at the games. Um, there's really good school. You can get a really good education from Clemson. And uh, like everybody says, it uh, feels like family everywhere you go. And um, I just uh, really felt at home here. And uh, I'm really glad that I picked Clemson to attend. What was – did Miley have a certain pitch to you? Like what was the coaching kind of um... – Kind of how did the coaches get you here in a way? Like what pitch did they give you? Yeah, um it's a long time. Um kind of just uh they just told me that uh well at the time he was a pretty new coach at Clemson. Yeah. And uh I think my class or the class before me might have been his first full class that he recruited. So 
I was 15 and uh, he kind of was just talking to me about how he's trying to build the best team that he can and how excited he is to get a recruiting class under his name. And uh, I was actually the first one in my class. So it was kind of the pitch to me was kind of be the first one start uh, your class off strong and uh, go from there. So that was pretty much the pitch that he gave me. Yeah, I think with baseball, baseball is probably one of the most difficult sports in terms of recruiting for especially like committing at 15. So, you know, that's very difficult. Um, what about travel ball? Who I know you played for the Canes at one time and then you switched. Talk about a little mm -hmm. bit about that. Yeah, so uh, when I started playing travel ball, like when it started to matter, like 15, 16, uh, I was with the Canes national team. And then uh, when I was going to go to 17, uh, they actually wanted me to be uh, – well, the 16U coach wanted me to become a PO on the 17U team. Not even the 17U coach was telling me I was a 16U coach. So uh, I called Coach Lee, and he was like, no, you need to hit. So I went to the uh, South Charlotte Panthers, which was uh, probably the, one of the best decisions I ever made. It's a great program. And uh, got to do both and made a lot of good relationships. And uh, I'm very glad that uh, – switched over to them because it was awesome and then uh yeah yeah uh but when I first uh talked to Clemson I was on the Canes okay so coming from the Canes so obviously that includes the biggest um kind of prospects and so if correct me if I'm wrong they just fly in people in and out depending on basically the big name really yeah, so uh, not to throw shade on them, but uh, uh, when I was on the 16 team, uh, there was multiple times where I'd show up to a tournament and uh, some kid would have flown in that plays the same position as me and uh, doesn't matter what they've done or where they came from, their big name and uh, high rankings going to put them on the field. So they definitely that definitely happens. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to flip to more of a college level. So talk a little bit about just coming from high school. Obviously, everyone who plays college baseball was probably the dude on their team, you know. So talk a little bit about how you transitioned from being that high school level dude and transition to that college level now where you have to compete day in, day out, make sure that you're just there and competing. Yeah, so uh... – I mean, yeah, you're right. In high school, everybody's did. Um, but when I got to college, uh, when I got here, I only got to play for three weeks. And then, uh, yeah, uh, I was nervous. But uh, then I got hurt. So I kind of got to see how everything works for uh, – it was the COVID year. So, I mean, I got to see how it worked for half a season. So I kind of uh, – I don't know, was uh, sitting out there watching how everybody else acted, what to do and what not to do. And uh, so the transition for me wasn't probably as quick and as hard for other people because I didn't have an impact on the team, like winning or losing. So I got to kind of sit back and watch and uh, learn. And so then the next year, last year, when I first got to play, I was uh, probably more prepared than – others uh, in the aspect of uh, knowing what's coming. Yeah. Uh, well, talk about your injury a little bit, because you mentioned that um, 
a lot of people, I mean, even I'm one of your good friends. I didn't even know that for until recently. So talk a little bit about how you came back from the injury. Yeah, so um, I was, uh, I think it was three weeks in, and uh, I just started having like a pain in my neck, like right here. And uh, and I was playing through it and uh, didn't really give it much attention. It kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then um, uh, we went to Scrimmage, Tennessee in the fall. And uh, I woke up that morning and like couldn't roll out of bed. It was so bad and it hurts so bad. And so I actually tried to play. Um, I hit BP and couldn't hold my hands back, but well, got through it. And then uh, I was shagging balls in the outfield pregame. And uh, they hit me a ball, and I went to go catch it. My arm didn't go up. So I was like, well, there's a problem. So I uh, ran off the field, and uh, they actually thought it was a hitter's shoulder or a labrum or something like that because nobody knew what it was. So I went and got an x-ray at the doctor. and. Um, the guy was like, well, good news, your uh, your labrum isn't torn, but uh, bad news, your rib is broken. So it's like your first rib right up here, right under your collarbone. And uh, not many people know about it. It's like a military injury from like overusing your body or something. And um, yeah, so that was a long process just because the trainers didn't really know what to do. Nobody really knew what to do. Um, I actually called Dr. Andrews in Birmingham trying to get his opinion on it. And uh, so it was kind of like a three-week CI feel, three-week CI feel, three-week CI feel. And it was, I mean, I felt better and better and better. But, I mean, I never could get cleared, especially in that, like, half season just because nobody really knew what was going on because it was so rare and um, no really, nobody really knew what to do. Yeah. So with the injury and everything, you know, how long, how long did that take for you to recover? For, for yeah, uh, so I uh, actually had to give myself shots every morning in the leg with the, I forget what the medicine was called, but I do it every morning. It's uh, try like a bone growth medicine, trying to get it to heal back together. And uh, it's still not completely together. It's uh, just, together enough to where I don't feel it um but uh yeah it shouldn't bother me again um uh what was your question (laughs) how long like Uh, oh yeah so I didn't play again until the next fall so it was uh just a little under a year but uh I mean obviously it was a weird year with COVID and everything so there wasn't really summer baseball and stuff so yeah my first bat was the next fall all right. Well, it's good that you mentioned COVID. So my Nets um, talked. What about how different was it going from? Obviously, it COVID changed the world. I mean, not just in sports, the whole world. So going from that season, you know, without COVID and how you train, how you're with each other, how did it change going to that COVID year? You know, like what was like the difference in that big, you know, especially with you know, I don't think baseball is necessarily a close contact sport, obviously, but you still work out together, you still do PP together. So, like, what difference was mainly changed? Like, the difference between that year and this year? Yeah. Um, yeah, this year, uh, 
Well, in the COVID year, we weren't even allowed to uh, use our locker room at first. So we'd uh, be having all our stuff in our cars or trucks, taking it all to practice, changing in the car, changing in the dugout, uh, wearing masks in the weight room, um, getting COVID tested every day, uh, small group settings for practice. Like, it was pretty rough. And um, then now it's uh, – you can use the locker room. You can walk around the facility. It's uh, a lot better now and a lot more free going. Yeah. Okay, so last year, obviously, Clemson baseball did not do very well, obviously. But this year, started off hot. I mean, 7-0, very hot. USC Upstate comes here tomorrow. Um, you know, what – for the upcoming season. I mean, obviously, you got South Carolina coming up this weekend, um, ETSU coming, you know, you have Miami coming to Clemson, you have NC State, who could possibly be the College World Series champion. So what should you – how are you been preparing for this season and how has the team been preparing for the season? Yeah, um, well, we try to take it one game at a time, so – I wouldn't say that we're thinking about South Carolina yet. We're uh, upstate's a good team, and uh, they beat us pretty bad the first game last year. So we're definitely just focused on them right now, and uh, just trying to get better every single day, and uh, taking every day at practice with a focus and a plan, and not just going out there to mess around. We're out there to get better, and uh, so that as a team we can have more success, which we will than uh, last year. So we're just trying to stay present and um, take it one day at a time. All right, so the future for you. What, first off, are you thinking? I know it's hard to think about in five years, where do you want to be? But in five years, where do you want to be? As a, not necessarily just as a baseball player, but if baseball don't work out, you know, uh, elaborate a little bit on if baseball does work out, where do you want to be? And if it doesn't, where do you want to be? I think uh, regardless, if it works out, I mean, that's uh, not up to me, really. It's up to the big man. And uh, so I don't try to put uh, too much pressure on that. Um, but if it does work out, I mean, uh, I'm sure I'll be somewhere and. Arizona or Florida or something and sweating and playing baseball all day and uh I mean uh if it doesn't work out I just want to be successful and start a family and you know get married all those old people things <laughs> yeah well so I'm going to end this with so I have a couple questions that I'm going to ask you very fast you got yeah, very fast. So um you got 30 seconds to answer each one of these questions, all right? 30. What is this family feud? Yeah, gonna be kind of like it. So um it's just a quick, a little quick one hit answers, you know. Um nothing difficult, I promise. Okay, okay. All right, so are you ready? Yeah. All right. So first off, what's your favorite MLB team? Braves. Pre-game ritual. Pop belly deli. <laughs> Bacon, egg, and cheese with a grilled blueberry muffin and an iced coffee. <laughs> Chipotle or most? Uh, Chipotle. 
Who was the fastest person on the baseball team? Spencer Rich. Who, <laughs> if you could meet one person in the world, who would it be? Oof, um, you got to tell me when I'm close to zero seconds. You're very close. Uh, Chip Jones. Last question. Describe Miley in one word. Um, Gosh, you're not very good at rapid questions. One word. One word. Um, competitive. That's a good word. All right, JD. So I'm done asking any questions, and I'm done with basically anything. Do you have anything to elaborate on or anything to say to finish it off? Uh, y'all run up Darian's podcast. He's <laughs> the man. <laughs> well, thank you for that. That's yeah. JD Brock, guys. Thank you. Thank you.